Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Another wonderful week of the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Wingstop, coming to you from 12 to 1 every day. And, of course, this week we get a rejoicing victory for uh, some program out there. Psych! I didn't really happen for the football team this <laughs> weekend. Uh, but uh, the game went according to... Uh, plan, I suppose, or according to what uh, the Vegas. experts thought it would be, uh, as Michigan covers the spread late, and you could visibly see it in the crowd. People were rejoicing. <laughs> so close. I was sitting there, and I was like, "Don't, don't kick a field goal. Don't kick a field goal." I was yeah. like, "Go for it. Just try. It. Just go for it on like fourth down. Just turn it over. Throw the pick. I don't know. Block the kick. I, just something. Don't get the field goal." And I was wrong. It's kind of interesting too, as you look. You know, you kind of separate yourself from the Nebraska part of it, which we will get back to here in a second. But Michigan, did Michigan feel like a college football playoff team to you watching that game? Of course, they dominated, Uh but was it overwhelming? No, it was not. We made that, I made that bet with Nick and and Strick uh, last week, last week, I believe, that that Michigan, I said Michigan would beat Ohio State, Mm -hmm. uh, but the bet is that Ohio State wins by double digits against Michigan. Wow. And uh, I don't feel good about my side of the bet anymore, which is that they will lose by less than double digits or beat them. Don't feel too good about that. Michigan did not look as dominant as I, I thought they were m- probably going to, and I don't know if that's a testament to Nebraska or if that's just um, Michigan not playing up to their potential. I, I, I yeah. don't know what that is, uh, but although you, you want to say they dominated the line of scrimmage, which they kind of did outside of you know Blake Corum you know breaking a couple big runs it wasn't it, it's not as if Nebraska looked like a two-win team the final score kind of shows that they were a two-win team but um throughout the game three-win team before three-win yeah sorry my bad <laughs> sorry I, 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 for, I forget the the North Dakota win sometimes yeah, that one counts um <laughs> um no, it, it, it they played well. They played decent. The defense played really well for for a really long period of time. Um, but you know, if if your offense isn't going to score points after a while, you're 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 going to give up points to a team as good as Michigan is. So, thirty one points is still a lot for to say that the defense played well. But there are some flashes of of not goodness. That's not the word I'm looking. There there were some flashes for the defense and and yeah. and. Uh, the drive that Chubba Purdy got injured on, unfortunately, looked really good. That one drive looked really good from from an offensive standpoint, from a Chubba Purdy standpoint, and then unfortunately he took a bad angle and slid late, got hit, slid and, weird, and had to had to exit the game with an injury. Yeah, and hopefully I, you know, I, I didn't look. I mean, wonder how bad that's going to be. Obviously, everybody's he waiting was on for Casey Thompson to come on back. the sideline. Right, so there is kind of a feeling Chubba might be. Might be done. Yeah, I don't think he's season. coming back for the rest of the season. Yeah. And uh, I, I would be surprised. They said a high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. so I'd be surprised if he plays the rest of the season. Uh, I guess the most surprising thing for me is in the postgame presser, them saying that Logan Smothers had been dealing with an injury the past two weeks. Hmm. 
Well, maybe that factors in. Everybody's which, got an which, injury. Yeah, Everybody's which might be a reason out. as to why he wasn't playing. But also, how did he get hurt, I guess, is my question. Because he wasn't playing in games. And he's wearing the green jersey in practice. He's not getting hit. I, I don't know what the injury is. He's taking mental reps more often than yeah. not anyway. But, I, I mean, he, wasn't, he wasn't out there for the, you know, not the open practice, but the actual practice period. But he wasn't out there with the other quarterbacks tossing the ball around. Uh, could that have been something with his inju- injury? What, did he have, like, a, a slight sickness? You know, what what was going on there? I mean, he was out there. He play, obviously played. Um, but there's just – there are so many questions surrounding the quarterback position now at Nebraska. Like, are you – is Casey going to be healthy enough to play with his with his uh, nerve-damaged uh, arm, hand? Uh, is Chubba Purdy going to be healthy enough to play? I, I doubt that one. Is Logan Smothers going to be able to play? Are you are you going to play him? Are you going to tailor your offense to his strengths? Do you throw a walk on quarterback? Do I mean, you put do you put one of the do you put Heinrich Harburg? Do you throw in Richard Torres? Like who who is going to play quarterback for Nebraska? Is, is just Jared, a massive Jared Sinek. Jared Sinek got in at the end of the yeah. game and got some snaps, handed the ball off a couple of times. Maybe there's your answer. <laughs> uh, he got in before Matt Masker, who's been here for three four years. Yeah. I don't know what's happening anymore. The quarterback position for this team is such a massive question mark. They released a depth chart today. Um, Casey Thompson was listed as number one. He was listed as number one before the Michigan game as mm-hmm. well, so there's nothing to read into that because it, it went Casey Thompson, Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers. Those are your three. That's how it's been listed all season. No changes there. It seems as if the depth chart doesn't really change at all week to week, so I don't know how much we can read into that, but if Casey Thompson can't go, I doubt Chubba Purdy can go. You're looking at the Logan Smothers show, and if he runs as much as people want him to, as much as you probably should have him run to, based on how athletic and how fast he is, if he gets hurt, where do you turn? Yeah. Yeah, in Nebraska, you know, obviously this was a game, again, against the number three team in the nation, the upcoming games. You're going to you're gonna fight some tough defenses. Um, you know, in Michigan might be the best defense that, that you're going to see, but, I mean, we've been talking about this for weeks now. Minnesota's a great defense. Uh, Michigan's a great defense. Wisconsin's going to have a great defense. Iowa has a great defense. Um, and maybe Logan Smothers can get another go at it, but I don't know. I, I mean, and, and, again, it depends on how you read into it. Maybe you still think Logan, an earlier substitution against Minnesota, could have saved him, but this was not pretty for him. Four of eight. Uh, basically played the whole second half, 15 yards, didn't get anything deep, obviously, with only 15 yards, um, and his running game didn't really do anything either, four attempts for one yard, a three-yard long. Um, just completely shut down. He wasn't – now, I don't know if I'm the only one. You know, I'm at the text line to let 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, starter him and text line, and, and you, Bach, and, and Nick, I'll ask him the same thing. It didn't look as if Logan Smothers wanted – to run or that they drew any plays up for him to run I understand that they were down and that they were trying to pass to get some points on the board but Michigan knew that you were going to pass or was playing the pass you probably had some lanes to gain some type of yardage slide to the ground to avoid a big hit or get out of bounds and it looked as if they were either calling plays for him to stay in the pocket or he was trying to prove that he is a quarterback and was trying to get more done from the pocket. And based on his strengths, I, I don't know if that was the best idea. I, I believe that 
him getting on the run and moving the pocket, just getting on the run and maybe throwing on the run or just getting outside of the pocket and having more of a, a wider area to see the field might have been more beneficial for him. But it seemed as if he was trying to prove I am a pocket passer or the play call was just, you know, stay in the pocket and, and try and find these guys down the field. Yeah, I mean, that that might have kind of played into it. I, I think Sammy Kuhn kind of pointed this out, too. It's kind of weird. Nebraska didn't run any trick plays. And maybe the game just kind of got out of hand to the point that they didn't feel like they needed to. But, but that, even then, if it gets out of hand, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, maybe they're saving them, I guess, for down the line. <laughs> but you, it, it, just, it, it seems like that's a game that you know – if you just play your best ball against Michigan, it's probably going to come up short. You're going to need to get a few things to bounce your way. And I thought that they, you know, didn't do that. The fourth and one from their own 32 would have been risky early in the game. But again, I kind of think back to Frost against Ohio State his first year. I probably would have had that mentality in this game. We've got to steal a few moments here. And if, if in, in you know, obviously if you miss that, and then we, we'd all, you know, get, get mad at him. If yeah. he, if Why would did, you go for it that right? early? That's one of those risky plays. But um, you know, that's one thing, but it, it just kind of got out of hand to the point that you couldn't get to just one play or one call that could really try to swing the game. And that, so that's why, you know, I go to that one early, but, uh, it's just interesting. They didn't really, um, draw much up out of the ordinary. And maybe it's because of the limited, you know, the quarterbacks they have, they want to not throw too much at them and, um, try to get them to just run their base plays the best that they can. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this was just, you know, it, it kind of played out the way that everybody expected it to. And, and part of that was, you know, it just, it just almost everything that could have gone wrong, <laughs> to be quite honest, did go wrong in that game uh, with Mark Whipple going down. Uh, Mark Whipple also, outside of, I think, three plays to start the second quarter, called the rest of the or third quarter, excuse me, called the rest of the half mm-hmm. um, from the booth. Yeah. Um, which is also interesting. Some people would probably say at that point, you know, the game, you know, maybe give somebody else a shot. Mark Whipple's pride and what he does. I, I can, I can, yeah, I can honor that. I, I, I like the fact that he took that hit. I was more worried about his health maybe than yeah. he was at that point. Well, but. positive note with him calling the rest of the second half. I mean, he was cognitive enough to call the rest of the second half. There mm-hmm. was thoughts that he hit his head on the way down and that, you know, he might have, something might have happened with his head, but. I don't know exactly what the extent of his injury is. I believe Mickey Joseph said something about x-rays when they got back to Nebraska for for, uh, Mark Whipple, but it looked as if the on that play that he got hit in the side of the knee and and just fell like a sack of potatoes. Like he he was just – there was no way – he wasn't getting out of the way. He's an older gentleman. He's not going to jump over him. Like that that was just a a bad place and a bad situation for him and, you know – I, I hope he's okay. I don't, you know, there yeah. were some people on Twitter that were like, oh, he's he's out of the game. We, you know, we can finally get. I mean, no matter how bad you want the offense to change, you never want to. You never want to see anybody hurt. So, yeah, especially not that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope he's okay, and we'll see what the what this week brings, what tomorrow's press conference brings yeah. in terms of news about that, in terms of news about uh, Chuba Purdy's knee, ankle, foot, something. <laughs> yeah. Which was just, I, I think, a combination again of a bad, like an unorthodox slide and a, and kind of a later hit. But he I mean, decided to out. slide late when he was angling towards the sideline, and also maybe he's not that good of a slider. Yeah, and also kind of getting hit and just bent a weird direction. And yeah, he was like I said, he was on the sideline and on crutches. So yeah, they said high ankle sprain. Which if it is a high ankle sprain, he's not. He's not playing these last two weeks. Yeah, and and again, from there is how much of a hold does that put Nebraska in? If if it still kind of feels like this way, and I don't know, it, it's it's tough because it's of all the unfair 
shots that, that Mickey Joseph is getting as far and to be clear again I've said this from the beginning the fact that he gets a shot is a blessing to begin with so you know I don't think he's complaining too much that he's at least getting an opportunity but man there's just a lot going wrong <laughs> nothing is going his way absolutely nothing is going yeah. his way and Casey Thompson his importance to this offense I mean obviously this this area this these last couple games has highlighted that Nebraska is really in a tough spot without Casey Thompson, which maybe goes back to the previous staff. Those guys sticking, quarterback recruiting sticking with it. Well, certainly that, but sticking with Adrian for as long as they did and, and four interception games, people were mad. Um, maybe this is what it is. I mean, maybe Nebraska has been one injury away with Adrian Martinez <laughs> from this similar thing happening. Uh, it, it's just, it's sad because, Anthony Grant and Trey Palmer, I mean, these guys were on pace. These guys were ready to have You're going to have a 1,000-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver in the same season. Which is not a small task around here. I mean, it's been a while since that sort of thing's happened. Obviously, for Trey Palmer, it's only happened once in Nebraska history for a wide receiver. Um, And now, I mean, and if Casey comes back, I feel pretty solid about their chances. But without it... I think they. I. I think it's going to be difficult for them to get there with the, even these final two games. Nebraska's offense without Casey um, is as bad as it's been. I don't since I don't know when. <laughs> yeah, and I will. I will say that the quarterback play hasn't been spectacular, but the pass catchers aren't helping themselves. Nah, not often. No. Multiple multiple instances of passes hitting them in the numbers, hitting them in the hands, uh, and and although you have you know. A defender close to you, or 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 possibly hitting you. Some of these, a lot of these passes are passes that should be caught. Trey Palmer, and look, I, I don't want to call anybody like anybody out by name, but this is it's just you know everybody saw it. Trey Palmer, multiple crucial drops in in situations where before the Purdue game he was probably catching those. During the Purdue game he was obviously catching those, but ever since that game. I, I don't know what has happened with his pass catching ability, but it seems to have just disappeared from him. Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes a game that kind of wakes you up. I mean, he was really rising up the boards, it, it felt like, after that Purdue game. Uh, and I kind of go back to, you know, Nebraska's bowl game against Tennessee years ago where an edge rusher just kind of broke our tackle and he was never the same yeah. the next year. That maybe sort of thing, maybe the lack of confidence from coming out of a game with one yard. You know, you're on such a high one week, and then the next week you go against one of the nation's best defensive backs, and you're limited to one yard. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, I, I can only imagine his confidence uh, has got to be rocky at this point. But to their credit, they did try to get him the ball. I thought that was something that they needed to do. They tried to do it early and often. Um, but again, there's just there's in, in a game like this, it's not a small. Here's a play. Here's something they could have done, and and you know, there's no one play to point out that that yeah. led to the down. This was just, or one reason. Yeah, no, this is just bad. And and look, I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to hear this or if anybody's actually going to believe me, but to my eyes, the offensive line in pass protection and run blocking, no, in pass protection, they did pretty well. Yeah, they gave the quarterbacks time. They gave them a pocket. It is not hitting your receivers. Or your receivers aren't catching. Yeah, and I mean the, the offensive line might again. It's it's always grading it by a scale of what it was early in the season. I think the last couple of weeks has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is against a, a, a solid Michigan pass rush. I, I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, yeah, one of the top. They sacks didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't give up that many sacks in this game. So I would say, and you know, there there are instances of the quarterbacks getting you know Chubba Purdy getting out of the pocket and running, which he did a pretty good job at, even though. <laughs> 
He looked pretty, looked like he had some heavy legs <laughs> even early in the game. Um, but the offensive line did a did a solid job of giving the quarterbacks space to complete their pass passes, space to to step up into the pocket, a clean enough pocket to deliver passes, you know, on target on time. But you know, you you lose your better passer in Chubba Purdy, and when Logan Smothers is in the game, to me, again, to me, it didn't look as if he was utilizing his legs to their fullest potential. I don't know if that's part of the injury, if it's part of the possibility that he was sick before that game, or what, but to me, Logan Smothers was not utilizing his his athleticism, his speed, to the potential that he probably should have. We will continue to break down this game, uh, d- different uh, views on it, and uh, get to your text line as you guys have texted in a few things. Uh, we'll get to that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs>